You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Today on Creative Quarantine, I had an opportunity to talk to an amazing comedian, a really dope human being, Amina Amani, about how she's been adjusting as a single mom, but also like as part of a tribe and how she's been able to shift her work from being a primary stand-up comedian to really exploring some other projects that she's been working on over the last couple months and fulfilling some goals she had already set up before quarantine had happened. It was a really good and very frank conversation about how everything has really evolved over the last four weeks how progression has happened and how she's been able to utilize her family, both chosen and biological, as well as fitness to kind of keep her grounded during this time. So I hope you, as usual, enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Creative Quarantine. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. We we wanted to make sure we got the right lighting. And we also had a moment where we realized that both Amina Amani and I Got the yellow memo today. (laughs) Um, So I'm so excited today. Like uh, one of the funniest women I know, but also one of the hardest working women I know who is like really creating her brands, like brand brands. Uh, Amina Amani is here with me. uh, And and we are both in the same city. This is the first time I'm actually in the same city you're in. Uh, Most people don't know that. Okay. But yeah, that's this is a we this is the first time we're in the same city. Just still digital. <laughs> Are you going back? Yeah, I'm gonna go back. Um, you know, at first it was very tough. Like I wasn't even getting out of bed. You know, it was that yeah. kind of stuff. and then so my sisters came and picked me up and it was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we got you. So then I've been here now. This Saturday will be four weeks. I've been here for a month. And so now it's just getting to that taunting part of like living out of a suitcase. This is going to be our norm. I'm getting requested to do interviews, audition, you know, here, you know, job submissions. So I'm like, yeah. okay, it's time to kind of like get settled back into my own space and get into the groove of things because this is just our new reality right now. But nothing is really stopping. You know, things are stopping, but as much as you can do, people are are doing that. Yeah, and I think it's been it's been one of those weeks where this is week four of the show. I've been yeah. here for five weeks too. Um, and one of the things that you've kind of seen is at first is people are like, Yeah, I'm just grooving and waiting for everything to happen. And then people are like, Okay, so things yeah. are still happening like this. And this week has been that week where folks are like, Okay, so we gotta figure out how to keep doing these things. Yes. Uh, I need you to XYZ your life. I commit Something like this, because I think you hit me up like the first or second week, and I was just kind of like still in my little face of like people's hitting me up, and I was like, let me get back to you, let me get back to you, because I just wasn't in that space yet. But I was like, okay, maybe by the fourteenth I'll have it. <laughs> I mean, the fifteenth I'll have it together, and so I am feeling better. But yay, um, some people were just straight on it, like, I right, boom, this is let's go, and I was just over there crying like <laughs> my life. 
No, right. But and the thing is, what I love about like your brand is like you always see like you walking your amazing little chubster to work, like you exercising outside, you like, and you had just like for folks who are familiar with like the upswing of your career this year, like you had started doing tours, you every single Sunday at the knitting factory, like, and, and that's, you know, having that you were really getting into a rhythm. And so I think for me, it wasn't that I was ahead of the curve. It was that I freaked out three weeks before everyone else freaked out. Uh, so I was at this point. So the funny thing is I am one of the, because I work in sci-fi, I immediately am like, oh, these are the signs. Oh, I've, well, I've watched Contagion. Oh, I know yeah. how this goes. Uh, yeah, I had already packed up. I'm, like literally the last week before the New York got shut down, it was like 10 kids in my son cl son's class. I was like, I don't care if it's just going to be him. It's going to be him in that class. <laughs> so I was going to be like, like rebellious. I was like, it ain't, I'm still doing, sh I'm, I'm at, when I, I remember I broke down. One of the shows was like nine people on the show. And that's when I was just like, oh, it's over. It's over. But I, I was holding, girl, yeah. whatever day was that New York got shut down, it was the day before that I was still like, this ain't real. This, come on. This is fine. This is fine. Well, and that's how people who depend, like, we depend on crowds. Like, I remember, I knew on March 6th, I was like, all oh, my live events about to get canceled. Oh. And, like, I literally, people were like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. They're going to take healthcare precautions. I was like. You're lucky. Because I was still, like, beating and, ah, right, let's go. So I was still into the groove of things. It literally was like that right, what? right when it shut down. That's when I, I saw the whole calendar. Yeah. Go. yeah, sis, you don't you don't have nothing to do. And I was just like, <laughs> well, what am I gonna do? Live? How am I gonna eat? How am I? It was just I was being dramatic. Well, well, I also think like people don't really like one, like I want to be very clear. You are a black woman comedian who is also a host, who's got your own podcast, does acting stuff, had just like gotten, because there's always a hurdle from New York to LA, right? Like a lot of people don't talk about that hurdle. Like LA, I know it's on the same continent, but people have to remember that you could get to London sometimes faster than you could get to LA. And <laughs> LA feels like, another world right and you had just taken a lot of these risks going out there and you're doing this acting and it all is a grind it's a first, slog i was booking work initially when i first booked my flight to la i was going some hey i'm on vacation i'm gonna go and just you know relax and then legit my calendar filled up before i could even take the flight oh. and i was like wow look how god works and then i left and i was like okay LA's cute and then boom got booked again went back out there then boom some more work so I was going out there for work. Like my schedule was just picking up from how busy work was getting. So I think that that reality of, okay, I'm going to completely depend on comedy as income was that slowly transitioning. Because all my clients, because I braid hair. So all my clients like, you always- You braid good you hair. Always, like I need you, you I need always, you to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> you braid my hair. You braid good. Like I'm if you, I, yo- any any woman comedian. And I was like, girl, in a minute, I was like, I give it three moments. I ain't gonna be. I'm over here like, ah, it's over. And then Corona. I was like, Corona. Stay humble. 
But I think I think that's like the real thing that, and you know, the world is so small. The funny thing, one, your hair looks bomb. Okay. Two, so your sister tells you how to braid. Mm -hmm. so twin we, sister? My twin sister. My twin sister taught me how to braid. We both got a swim scholarship to Howard. She was the only one mm. who could braid at the time. And we were moving to D.C. from Atlanta. And she was like, listen, I'm not going to be doing your hair if you don't mind how to do mine. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I need <laughs> to get my shit together. Okay. <laughs> and ever since then, we both was like, if you know, starts in your college dorm, you do your friend's hair, and then we was doing each other hair. And then eventually I looked up and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm braiding people. I'm, bra I'm braiding. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm doing. Well, and I think that's so, it's so interesting because it, it one, it talks to like how closely knit the community, like the co comedian and mm -hmm. comedy community is in New York. Because it's so funny. I can't tell you how many women comedians I've either complimented their hair or been interviewing them. And I've been like, oh, your braids are fresh. She's like, yeah, man, an another comedian braided my hair. I was like, I mean, <laughs> they'd be like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, she does my hair too. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, but one of the things I love, yo, and then I want to go back to it. Like your sisters and you are tight, mm -hmm. like tight, tight. Um, Cause I remember you're getting ready for your sister's wedding. Right, uh, y'all were out finding a dress. She said well, we yes to the dress. That weekend, girl, you know one of the videos that we were just posting casually, it went viral on the bridal page, which was funny. Yes, so we're just it was it's 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 it was uh you know ironic because I was actually dreading the weekend because I usually don't take off for work, so I took the whole no and from you work do not like. And I still didn't even really take off the whole weekend, but I took off enough to where I was just like, ah, like this, if this not interesting, I'm going to be mad, right? But it was, it turned out to be so fun. It turned out to be a really, really good weekend. It was like just us having no, no arguments. We all just chill. We vibed and we was sharing it on social media. And then one of the videos, us acting a fool, the um, bridal store posted up. And then next thing you know, repose after oh. repose. Hit me up like, oh my God, y'all are on this page. Whole bunch of views. It was cute. And then somebody made a remix because we were just like laughing and dancing. Somebody took the video and remixed it and put it on a beat, girl. So I don't know. As you deserve. As you as you deserve. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're very close. We're the it's seven of us. And I, I joke about this all the time because I'm like, people wouldn't even believe I have more siblings. But we're the youngest. Uh, we're the youngest. My mom had two, my dad had two, and then they had us three. And, um, you know, we just, we've been through it all, you know, and my son is like their son. They take care of him just as much. Like, honestly, I'd be like my co-parents, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> my son was as, as early as like two years old. He was taking trips mm -hmm. and spending time with my sisters um, just for them to give me, you know, a break. And I knew I could trust them and they would listen to me. So uh, that was important. So um, even when I was on the phone, it wasn't even my idea for them to come and pick me up from New York. They was just like, and then they was like, we read your tweets. Yeah, we're on the so, way. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My sister, no, for real, my sister did the same thing. I was on my way and I was like, man, maybe I stay. Maybe because mm. I, I had already packed my stuff. Again, I told you I'm a paranoid human being. Right. And I was like, maybe I stay. And I love it. Sorry. 
Is this the cute human? Yeah, let's talk about can he have his toys. Hey, boo. Come say hi. 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 Why are you always the most stylish kid, man? <laughs> Yo, this, he has a career, and he don't even know it yet. Look, come on. Today he had uh, today he created an alter ego. Have a good one. And don't come on, don't bother me. Oh, he has an alter ego. Yeah, man. What he named it? Zachari Zachariah. Zachariah. Yeah. The imagination of children, man. And then he was like, "Come on, Zach, come help me." And he's walking up the steps, and I'm like, <laughs> I, "I can't." I love children. Yo, but also your your child. Well, and again, this goes back to the whole family thing, right? My sister was like, yo, get in the car and let's go. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's like, a, there's an understanding both in this moment in time, but also in a, having a career as an artist and being quote unquote talent for whatever the heck that means uh, in New York, because everybody's <laughs> talent. Um, you know, having that safety net for you has to have been like, a major part of being able to take that leap out. Cause you started comedy in college, but you're really starting to like branch out as it being your soul. Like you open for John Witherspoon this year. Like you, you really started to like branch out into this space as a professional comedian full time. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. I've always been close to uh, my family. You know, most of the things that me and my sisters accomplished even at a younger age, even us getting into Howard on a full scholarship, yeah. women. Um, it only Which is a big deal. Yeah, right. And I think it's, you know, it's important to have a village. And so we came from Atlanta. I don't know if people know, but in Atlanta, you know, you know your neighbors. You talk to your pastor. You are friends with the, 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 the grocery store Um cashier and um you know and people establish those jobs and professions and they're there for a while like my coach yeah. is still coaching in yeah. Atlanta right and so and and like even with my siblings they we all went to the same high school and they had the same band teacher so um I think just having a community has always been something that's been pivotal in my life and so uh I'm just glad to be able to give that to my son as well, you know, whether it be my siblings and then, you know, my friends and stuff that I have in New York. Yeah. But, um, but that's always been, you know, I, I just don't, I think that when it comes to anybody and their success, you can't just, you know, attribute that to one person. It's, it's a team. It's, it's people who are cheering you on. And so, you know, I think that that is why I've gotten where I've gotten. Yeah, but I think that's really dope because when you look at that kind of structure, um, you can tell like even like with sit like all of your friends in New York are like, yes, we are his 18th mother and whatever that child means. Uh, I may not have children, but this is my child. Like that's how they act, and that that a lot of that I think comes from you, just like in knowing you and knowing how important, um, how you prioritize the things that are important to you. Right. Um, cause I, I don't remember this. I will say this. I think that, that things like that have gotten only, you know, more clear having my son. I think, mm. before, you know, um, I wouldn't say I was naive, but it just wasn't a priority because I was just kind of like out and about and having fun and, you know, just being, you know, um, not reckless, but just 
there I don't I wouldn't say that there was like a vision. There wasn't something that was clearly like a reason for me to kind of but once you have well once I had my son um that what that was the first and only priority and I honestly didn't even think I was going to be back on stage and then having him and gaining that confidence and knowing that that is something that you know how would you want to present yourself to someone who's watching you every day Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I joke about how you know, difficult it is, but ultimately it holds you to certain, some, some type of accountability. And so even now, while I'm, you know, going through the quarantine and, you know, frustrated about things that I've lost, I looked up and I thought about it. And I'm like, dang, this whole time, my son has not had one complaint. He has not had one complaint. And so to me, I, that, wow. that just exposed a lot to me about myself and things that, you know, I'm, I might need to take a page from this little boy book. <laughs> Cause even when school got canceled, I was like, yo, school canceled. Yo, kids, kids sometimes be the. I think it's a connection. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. I just, I just, yep. I got you. I'm actually fixed. It happened for a second. Come on. There we go. Ha ha. We're okay. back. Thank goodness for technology. And I can't figure out if it's me or you. Um, but this is how it has become the thing that a lot of people are doing right now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. When I talk, am I choppy? No, I think let's let's see this. Are you choppy right? Are can, can you hear me? I hear you now, but I just can't see you. Yeah, we'll go with this. This is fine. As long as we can get the questions out, we'll figure out what's going to be in a second. Okay. Um So, I think the other thing that I'd, I'd love to kind of ask you because a lot of people uh, there are not a lot of women in stand up. Actually, I take that back. There are a lot of women in stand-up. And a lot of people don't get a chance to talk to women in stand-up about the work that they do and, like, how hard it is to, like, establish and get that ground out, but also, like, sticking with it. And you've been doing this since college, which is amazing. Um, For you, like, like, how are you transitioning to keeping your craft right now or have you just like put it down and been like that's not the priority right now or are you shifting gears like what does it look for like for you in this moment coming out into the wide world birds and butterflies and bees in week four well i'm definitely shifting gears um obviously we can't be on stage rest in peace um <laughs> I, re- I don't know some people be like yeah stop crying it's like but a lot of people leave their house as an outlet a lot of people create as a form of therapy so we can't negate that and act like it isn't a, a need just because other people are reaping benefits as well it's something that we do for ourselves um but i am shifting more into focusing on the things that i can control and the things that i can do when it comes to my craft um prior to the quarantine i had already um had goals to complete things that wouldn't necessarily uh have anything to do with stand up. So I'm just going to continue to make the big bullet points and 
and and really get that done. Um, me and my yeah. friends are discussing about uh, you know, creating some type of live virtual experience with our personalities that people already were able to enjoy on stage. So um, mm-hmm. that's something that we're working on. And then I have another group of comedians and friends that we've created a podcast where we kind of just check in with each other every week. You know, have uh, you know specific topics or discuss things that we feel like you know everybody has a good opinion about and 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 banter about that. So, um, and one of my goals too is to also create my Patreon page. So moving forward, um, you know, people are able to say, you know, how can we support you? How can we, um, you know, motivate you know your career and such? So. I'm just getting the things that I was supposed to do a while ago done and um, thinking of more ideas of like, say, for instance, that this may go on for longer than expected. Not saying that that's the case, but it could potentially be the thing. You know, what are some things that I can do to, to uh, that are lucrative? Yeah, no. And I think that's I think that's really real. And I think it, it takes a little bit of a dedication to learn new things and to learn mm-hmm. how to do new things and like be bad at a thing, right? Like that's, right. that's the struggle. So like for you, do you feel like it's been more fun or more stressful knowing that, Hey man, I got to figure this out. I might be bad at it for a while, but. I know. I think a little bit of both. I think a little bit of both. So that's why you kind of got to move at your own pace, but it is frustrating being like, I got it. Like you have to do something, right? Like who? <laughs> like I feel like before the things that we were doing obviously were the things that we like to do all the time. It came a little easier than things that we need to do, right? And so um yep. you know, you going you you I'm stubborn for sure. So I'm like, uh, but also like it's in your best interest and it can it can be nothing but profitable and and beneficial to you. So like just look it out. Yeah. Be okay. Yo. One, yes, you are stubborn, but that's what makes you who you are. And that's the reason why you have braved and made New York uh, home. You know, right. is, has there been anything that you in particular have kind of learned that you were surprised to learn in the last couple of weeks? Um, no, I don't. I honestly was having a talk with myself today. And the only thing I kind of said to myself, and you know, some people wouldn't be considered this like something that you would be graceful about yourself with, but I was just like, you low key was being a brat. You done been through worse stuff. <laughs> I was like, girl, you, this, oh, oh, okay. Like, I've seen you dragged worse. And so here you are crying about this. It's like, girl, pick your chin up and, and keep it moving like you usually do. So a part mm-hmm. of me was shocked at how uh, much of a tantrum. Um, <laughs> I had been throwing. Yeah, I mean, and everybody—that's my reality with myself. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. um, and it and it was funny because I was talking to my other homegirl, and she was talking to her friend, and he was just like, you know, I grew up poor, staying inside and being at home, <laughs> and and finding creative things to keep us busy is what. Yeah. Is. And so that's my reality as well. It's not something as similar as to. Um, you know, just growing up poor, but um, I've had to get through and come out of a lot of tough and rough situations. And so um, ultimately, you know, I think I should use that to propel as opposed to, you know, retract. 
and look well, at and that the, brings and, up a really good point mm-hmm. and try to look at the yeah. brightest I love it. But that brings up a really good point, right? Like, I think comedians, I think people forget that comedians also, like, pull from real life. They they pull from real crappy situations or, like, real happy situations. But, like, it is, it is, they are joking. They are their first material, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the comedians that I love start with themselves, whether it's their personality and experience they had as a kid, whatever it is. Are we just looking forward to a whole bunch of Corona jokes when this is over or what? And you know what? No. (laughs) So prior to Corona, I think people need to understand there were already a whole bunch of Corona jokes because, you know, in what other way do you process life events? Mm. Joking about it, talking about it, discussing it. So I think that... um, I think the good comedians, I don't want to say good comedians, but I think comedians who are like well-seasoned will know Mm -hmm. what's necessary to tell versus what's not. And so, so if it's a really good joke, you're not even going to think of it as, oh, wow, everybody talked about Corona. I don't think you will leave. If, if, if you, if you leave in a solid show, a solid situation, you're not going to leave like, wow, so many Corona jokes. You're going to be like, oh, that's, that was a different perspective. That was an interesting story. I never thought of it that way. And I mm. think some people try to, they don't, they don't give comedy that, that credit. And I, I think you're right. Cause like comedy really is storytelling, right? It's just storytelling from the perspective of the particular comedian. Um, for those who might be like interested in like the breakdown of comedy, like for you, like how, what is it? Did you just, what made you decide that this was going to be the thing? It's one thing to be good at comedy, and it's another thing to decide that I'm great at, I, I think I want to be great. I think I'm going to be great. I think I am great. I can perfect this and make this great. This is it. This is the thing. Um, It's just nothing else that keeps me interested and excited. And I, and I talk about this a lot. Like, I'll tweet or I'll, you know, share stories and stuff. But, um, I think even with me, people wouldn't think this about myself, but I love routine. I love structure and mm. I love order. I'm very, very like I'm strategic when it comes to like how I live. You know, things got to be ergonomical. I'm I'm that type of person. And um, there's there's no such thing really with comedy. <laughs> it's the complete <laughs> it's the complete opposite in my opinion. Like. I think you can go, like any show, every show, you have a list of jokes. Say you have a list of jokes that you want to work on tonight. You It's, it's not predictable. It's not predictable. Mm. And I knew from a while ago that comedy was going to be something that I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Just because, um, like I said, it's therapeutic for me. Um, I love performing. Uh, it's something that I can't get enough of. Like, I before before we had to go on quarantine, three weeks three weeks I had a show every night multiple shows every night for three weeks straight not one night was I in my bed sleep not doing nothing and um I mean it's just it's a testament to you know how much I really enjoy stand-up comedy how much um it's something I love to do so 10 years later I'm like I I can't turn back now I don't, I don't, I'm not tired of it. I'm actually still intrigued and 
you know, you watch older and seasoned comedians, comedians who've been doing it for triple that amount of time. And I'm that what that's what keeps me motivated. I'm like, I mm. I can't wait. Or even if I'm there now, there's still work to be done. There's still things to to learn. So I think that's what keeps you. That's what keeps me interested in doing stand up mm. comedy. So one of the things that you do all the time, which I love, and I, I don't always take your advice, although it's great advice, but Frugal Fridays. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying, after all of this, I feel like there's going to be a very strong resurgence on Frugal Fridays. And the thing I love about Frugal Fridays, it's funny, that's cool, but it also is actual real financial things that you're doing that when you look at him, like, that's small. And it's right. small, so you get to a point where you don't owe anybody anything. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, is that not just you, like, when you can work hard and say, I don't owe y'all nothing. Nothing. Uh, and it's such a place for a creative to be. So t talk about Frugal Fridays, where it came from, but also, like, we about to see, like, a whole new season of Frugal Friday. Yes, 100% for sure. That's been in the works, actually, for some time now. And I need to just stop trying to overthink it and let it happen but um so this may i'll be celebrating three years of being debt free i've been debt free for the past three years of my life um i set a goal i'm gonna say i was like 29 28 and i was just like when i turn 30 i want to be debt free um because for some time i just realized that i didn't know the tools like you need tools you need training to even be financially aware right and so um i noticed like i graduated from college i didn't have any debt from college but i was still living above my means and i was still you know dreading debt that i had and so after a while i just got tired and i started doing the math i'm like adding up interest rates that i'm paying and it's like forty dollars to $60 in credit cards. I'm like, that's $500, $600 a year of money you don't have. You don't have it because you owe it, right? Because you've already spent it on a loan to someone else who's about to charge you a rate. <laughs> and, um, and I was, and I remember being pregnant, then I had my son, and I think my ideal of like staying home um w with my son if i would have did it longer but i was I, w I still wasn't debt free and so uh i just thought about some of the things that i felt were hindering me because i wasn't debt free like oh i could be a comedian full time because we don't make a lot of money if i'm debt free or if i'm frugal right because living under your means is is kind of the way you want to go when I, in my opinion, if you're an entrepreneur and paychecks aren't aren't consistent, right, and you have to budget and you have to manage things, so um, that's where it came from. It came from I, I got a corporate job. I was working a corporate job, and I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of my debt with this corporate job, but this is gonna be my last job that I yeah. have." Yeah. And once I decided that, um, that's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. And I paid my debt off. And then so all my friends used to be like, yo, you so good with money. And and then I was on the phone with Sydney and we worked together. And she was like, every time I talk to you, you talking about a deal. You talking about how you, you know, you know, made a cut here and a deal. And so she was like, you should start talking about that on um 
on Instagram. And so that's that's what I did. And I just started talking about the the frugal tips that I instilled in my life. Because what I learned, too, is once you become debt free, that's not even that's half the battle. You have to live debt free because the reason why you was debt in debt is because you had habits that were attributing to that. So once I got debt free the next month, I was like, hold up, I'm about to go back in debt. So I had to learn, I had yep. to learn how to stay out of debt. And that took, I think, solid, it took another year and some change for me to like, mm. pull, like you know, grace the fact that this is, this is something that you have to pay attention to all the time. It's not something every time. So I started, you know, sitting down, I keep my receipts, sitting down, you know, now they have easier things where you could track online and yeah. stuff like that. But girl, I would yeah. sit down and add stuff up and be like, Wait a minute, uh uh-uh. uh. And I'll leave. How we got house. here? Girl, I will leave my house sometimes with like $5. And I know people be like, oh, that's dangerous and yada, yada, yeet. But we got Benmo and all these other apps now that it's like if you need to do. But I just noticed that if I leave the house with a whole bunch of cash, I come back with no with cash. With no cash. Because <laughs> <laughs> cash will burn a hole in your pocket in New York. Right. Right. You you just be sitting there in the boat day. You like let me get some let me get a look and it's like you don't even need that. So that's how Frugal mm-hmm. Friday started. I just started sharing things that worked for me, um, and not only becoming debt free but staying debt free. I yep. love it, and I think there's the other thing that I love about kind of this underlying part of the conversation is you always have a team, right? And I I for me like watching you. Team No Excuses, out here exercising every day, working out every day, which is like such a huge thing on having the stamina to do the work you do. Because stand-up comedian means standing up a lot, Mm -hmm. all the time, especially if you're you're hosting something like The Knitting Factory, where you're on and off stage, you're trading off with your co-host. You know, how important, and and, and I kind of know the answer, but I'd love to kind of share with the folks who are watching, you have this core ideal of team and like in this moment within your comedy as a as a former swimmer um, and now just kind of in your team, no excuses over online, like mm-hmm. explain to me like where this this team mentality comes from. I mean, you were born a team. You're a team. Right. So you kind of came I, out the womb as a team. I was born a team as a twin. I'm <laughs> the youngest of seven. It's always been a team in the house. Uh, but I also was on the swim team. I was on the track team. Um, you know, I sang at the choir at the church. It's always been, you know, community knit. But I think it's important because it really shows you what matters, you know. And then mm-hmm. also you have you have a solid soundboard of people that are going to talk you out of doubting yourself talk you out of, you know, falling down a slippery slope of depression and sadness. And um, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a backbone at this point. It's, it's necessary. And so even during the quarantine, um, it really hasn't been a day that has gone by that I haven't checked in and talked to my friends, you know, and even when we all out of it, we'll come into the group chat and we like, <laughs> and we just, and then we all just cry together. <laughs> So we boohooing in the group chat and then we get on FaceTime and we on FaceTime like this. And all you just hear is everybody just breathing in unison, like just a long sigh, you know, but, but how great is that to, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. share emotions, uh, share experiences and not feel like it will be compromised 
you know, you can trust these people. Uh, they're going through some of the same things, if not worse. And so um, I think I think it is very important. You know, I've always been in an individual sport, which is swimming, where you swim your own events. Uh, but it still is an aspect of and I think mm-hmm. that's that's very similar uh, to comedy. You know, we all have our own careers, but it's never been a time where it's like someone gives me a call and asks me for suggestions or somebody else and, and I'm being plugged. Most of the jobs that I have, I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I don't have a lawyer. I don't have, <laughs> and I am out here and it's only because of the people, um, you know, that has seen me work or the people that care about me and I care about. And so um, that's why that's important. Yeah. And I got to say, like, that is something that comes out really clearly, like from your work and and what you've done and how you've been able to build. Um, I love the fact that there are co-hosts of the Knitting Factory and that they're all Black women. And, you know, I, I look forward to the day where the Knitting Factory is back open and on Sunday night. Uh, y'all are back on stage. Um, for those who uh, may not know all of your social handles, how to follow you, like where where can they see your stuff? Um, because it's funny. Also, yes. it's it's workout inspiration. Yes, 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 yes. Team no excuses, girl. I'm telling you. Uh, six months, what now? Seven months strong. I've been working out. Uh, I think that's the only thing that kind of keeps me sane too. Uh, I, it's a lot of hard work. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but after you do it, you're like, you know what? I'm glad I did that because it, it helped. And um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I have a website, Amina Imani. And look out for my Patreon because that's where I'll be putting up uh, more podcasts and more content. Uh, and it'll be Amina Imani as well. I already solidified that. Um, and then if you go on YouTube and just type my name in, I have like a few clips on my page, but I do online content with um, BuzzFeed, Scary Mommy. Um, I've done some other interviews and, and sketches too. So once you type my name in, that stuff will come up as well. And um, hopefully I'll be putting more stuff on my Instagram page too with some sketches. But I ain't stressing myself. We, we comedians talk about this. Don't be stressing us. Don't, Don't be stressing us. Y'all out here, we we all in the same boat. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the best things is like the, the perfect personification of that was the reverse don't rush challenge that the oh, comedian yeah. that you did with the rest of the women comedians. I was like, bet. Yeah, and we got on a conference call for that. So y'all better respect it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to record another conference call. Yamanika, Yamanika is uh it was Yo. Yeah, and then she hit us up, and you know she killed it at the end. But she was like, "It got the money, it got a basis." So we all kind of like, you know, put our twist to what it could be. That's why mine went from working out to at least, you know, being a couch potato. Because the reality is, that's how this quarantine will have you. One day you motivated, one day you like, all right, I'm be juicing, and and then the next day you like, what is life? So we what is we- life? Where are the fries? <laughs> Look, I was so big and poor thing. I'm like, mm, I'll take that turkey burger. <laughs> I am now back to chicken. And you know me. I'm eating chicken. It's great. 
Uh, also, you did a very good Yamanika. Uh, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow, guys, who are watching right now. I'm going to have a very funny, uh, another very funny person, uh, Kevin Avery, uh, who's a writer. He was a writer on last week, uh, tonight, as well as the New Negroes. And we're going to talk more about the, the writing side of comedy tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be great. Yes. Thank you so much for Creative Quarantine is hosted by Angelique Rocher. It's produced by Angelique Rocher, Sarah Storm, and Matt Storm. Our logo is designed by Aaron Leffler. New streaming episodes are available Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on AngeliqueRocher.com forward slash creative quarantine. Podcasts are made available the morning after each live streamed episode wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit us on Instagram at creative.quarantine and Twitter at creativequeteen. Please send this to a friend who needs a little artistic company and stay at home if you possibly can. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.